movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 128. Uh, we're going to do something we haven't done in a very long time. We're going to take your questions. Yeah, we put up on our various social medias of questions that you would like us to talk about on the podcast, whether they can be very like quick yes or no type questions, um, some longer discussion-related questions, or questions about us and our relationship to movies. I'm looking forward to it because honestly, we don't have a lot of movie news topics this week, but the topics that we do have, I feel like we can get some nice depth out of. Um, but before we get into all that, Josh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, buddy. Um, by the time this episode airs, it'll be my birthday. Yeah, it's, it's the 5th, correct? The the, Sith of, the 5th of, 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 of uh, May, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're a Cinco de Mayo, baby. Oh yeah, baby. You got any plans? No, literally nothing. I'm I'm 29, so like it's not an important one. No offense, but it's not important. It's not important. To be fair, I don't think any of my birthdays are important. But the one after that will be. Or we can just ignore being <laughs> me turning thirty. Let's, let's just not let's not talk about me being thirty at all. Yeah, I don't know the feeling yet, but. Uh, I'm living. Oh, I I'm aware. Um, I haven't been watching a ton of stuff. Just been busy with a whole bunch of stuff this past Mm. weekend. Um, Heather and I continued our trek with Smallville, and I'm not gonna lie, the most recent episode kind of broke me. Not in like a um Sony Spider-Man like ah curse the gods. Just like a just I'll put it in layman's terms for Josh to understand this past episode that i saw was basically the smallville equivalent of the dead ben scrubs episode so there's there's a kid that they introduced in season one that is actually probably my favorite episode i've seen so far of this boy due to various things going awry in smallville develops some supernatural abilities he can read people's minds but he still ends up being a good kid like he doesn't use him for nefarious means so clark kind of takes him under his wing doesn't have a family so at the end of the episode the kid gets adopted, happy ending. And it kind of reminded me a lot of a certain um, comic arc that basically Superman adopts Zod's um, son for a little bit and they have a good relationship. So it was a really, really good episode. And so he comes back in season two, but he's being experimented on and you, Clark breaks him out and everything else and there's ramifications for that. But then halfway through the episode, we find out that this kid, due to his psychic abilities, has developed a gigantic tumor in his brain. And only has a few days left. And so Clark like does everything in his power to try and get like the best surgeons in the world. Like stops a plane and everything. And basically the surgeon is like able to prolong it by a few days. And that's about it. So it's like this really hard lesson that Superman has to learn at some point of no matter how hard you try, you cannot save everyone. And so the episode ends with him taking this kid up in the hot air balloon. And the kid's like, I thought you hated flying. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But he, he says something about... I'm not afraid of flying when I'm flying with you. And I'm just like, stop, just stop it. I was not prepared for this. It doesn't help that the first episode with this kid in season one was like my favorite of the show so far. Cause it was mm-hmm. so good, but then they had to go and kill this kid off and just like, Nope, Nope. Wasn't Nope. Okay. It's been all over again. Oh, <laughs> poor Nathan. Speaking of, uh, of family members dying, I, uh, I, I'm shut. I'm shut. 
Wow! I've showed my father uh, the Punisher series on Netflix. <laughs> hey, that you can't do that. That segue was great. Don't even. To clarify for our <laughs> listeners at home, his father is still very much alive. <laughs> Wow. Um, okay, but you were talking about, you know, how he, he adopts the kid and it's his family and and Frank Castle's family's dead, so the correlation works, <laughs> Explain right? Explain that correlation. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um so I've been watching that with him. Um and oh, uh you know, first season of of some show ended recently and um yeah, I'm so I, I don't know where to start. Invincible, the the finale of, of Invincible was last Friday. I've uh, um I've had you know a weekend and a few days to uh, process to to process. Um, first of all, if you haven't watched Invincible up to this point, what are you waiting for? It's fantastic. Um, J.K. Simmons sing, is single-handedly the most terrifying man that exists, and like somebody was like, "Well, you know, he's really scary in Whiplash." I'm like, I agree, but um, the season finale of of Invincible makes that performance makes Whiplash look like child's play, and not um, like the, the Chucky movie, like actual. No, oh my gosh, it's terrifying. Like. I, I don't want to ruin much. I don't want to ruin anything. But there's a moment where Invincible hits him as hard as he can. And Nolan just goes, please. And there's, I literally almost peed myself. It was terrifying. Anyway, but that's what I've been watching lately. How are you? <laughs> not too bad. You also have some, it's not news, but stuff off the top you wanted to discuss. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't have actual numbers. Because it varies between domestic and, and um, foreign, but uh, the Demon Slayer—this is anime, anime news for you nerds, you weebs out there. Um, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be the representative on the show of anime. Um, the Demon Slayer movie is like, I think it's it already it has broke the four hundred million mark as, in, in, in at least U.S. box office, which is. A for a movie, I for a movie in the time that we're in right now is it's kind of a big thing, and it's I guess it's only the second anime movie ever to ever make that much money. How much did the Yu-Gi-Oh movie make, or the Pokemon movie? But that's not anime. That's cartoons in an anime style. With okay, an anime yes. audience. But you understand, but you understand yes. what I mean. You, you get it. But I still so, consider Last Airbender an, an anime. I mean, I do too, but I've never had a movie. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's like it broke. Like last weekend, it broke 400 million. And the only thing that slowed it down a little bit was the weekend. Only the weekend that Mortal Kombat came out. Which... And then... Everybody saw it, and they were like, oh, yeah, let's go watch Demon Slayer instead. <laughs> Which, yeah, um, you talked about how Demon Slayer beat Mortal Kombat at the box office this past weekend. Um, it's not like this is Demon Slayer's first weekend. This is its second weekend. It opened at the exact same time as Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat. However, I am i don't want to be a pessimist, but I'm not going to attribute this as more Demon Slayer's success so much it is Mortal Kombat's failure. 
Demon yeah. Slayer, oh, I, I think, is holding steady. Whereas I saw the numbers, Mortal Kombat dropped seventy three percent from opening weekend. Which, if you're a movie, you want to fall between fifty and sixty percent. You want to lose about half your audience weekend over weekend when it comes to box office stuff. Seventy three. That's a really big number, and I attribute that to HBO Max and not great word of mouth. Like I think. Mortal Kombat has such a niche audience that they were going to see this opening weekend regardless. And then once they saw it, I don't think the movie yeah. did a good enough job of getting the casuals in to yeah. see it. And the word of mouth also was not strong enough to bring the casuals in. So I'm going, yeah, I could see how Demon Slayer was able to beat this in only its second yeah. weekend. And Mortal Kombat had such a sharp drop off, whereas yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong did not. Yes, and I, I think and what's the other thing that helps it a little bit is that, um, technically speaking, and correct somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but the Demon Slayer movie came out, like actually released in Japan, like, jeez, I want to say beginning of the year. So we have been we've had like the U.S. audience has been waiting, basically six months. For, for this movie to come to the U.S. So, I mean, that has definitely helped it a lot. But speaking of movies... So, out of completely nowhere, Marvel just is just like, oh, hey, um, we haven't done any news anything in a while. Kevin, Kevin Feige, can, can we do some news? He's like, a little bit, as he's sitting in his, like, Thanos chair of power. You can release... <laughs> A little bit. As I'm not going to lie, I was left super, super confused by this announcement that's come out. Because it's a bunch of random Marvel things. So what we're talking about is, uh, I believe it was, was it yesterday, Josh? I believe, Mon well, Monday. Uh, when we're recording Monday, this. yeah. Monday. Marvel just out of nowhere decides to drop this like teaser video talking about uh, returning to the theater and going... We can't wait to be back in the theater. Here's everything for Marvel Phase 4. And it gets really, really interesting. They showed, like, some clips from some of their upcoming stuff. Um, like, a little tiny bit of Black Widow. Like, whatever was left to not show. Because yeah. Black Widow... I feel bad for the marketing team of Black Widow. They've just been like, um, what can we show? Because we're running out of options. Because we've delayed this so many times. And with each delay, we've had a trailer. Black Widow showed a little bit. Shang-Chi showed a little bit. Uh, like, one new shot. The first yeah. look at Eternals, though, yeah. with a couple quick glimpses, which, um, over the past week or so, Eternals has really shot up my anticipated, most anticipated list because director Chloe Zhao just won uh, Best Director at the Academy Awards for Nomadland, which you can watch on Hulu. I'm going to get around to it at some point. I'm trying to think. I think Nomadland won Best Picture as well. Um... So we got a little bit of Eternals. Then we got release dates for Spider-Man, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder. Then we got some new titles. We got the new Black Panther movie will be called Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which yes. oh my I genuinely do not think there has been a more perfect name for a movie. That is just chef's kiss that's that is how you honor a legacy and we can talk about it more in a bit of they've talked about how they're going to reshape the narrative in this black panther movie uh we've also got captain marvel 2 now called the marvels i think there's an interesting rationale for why they're doing that then we got release dates for ant-man 3 quantum mania guardians of the galaxy 3 and some other teas that i think we'll we'll close out on that but um josh 
one, why do you think they dumped all this? And two, is there any particular announcement that they that made that sticks out to you the most? I, I couldn't tell you why. Because this really is out of the blue. It's not like DC... Well, I mean, I guess oh, it's D- oh, something on Friday. Oh, what? No way. But to be fair, that DC thing was saying an announcement about upcoming announcements. This was yes. actually about actual announcements. Yes. So, I mean... But, like, so we haven't... Like, DC's not really doing much, I guess. So it it's not like it was... They didn't announce like a full schedule of fandom and then and so this was can't be a response to that but like i, I, I don't know man it come out of come is coming out of nowhere but easily wakanda with forever is the thing that stuck out the most because i mean given everything to me at this particular moment wakanda forever is my most anticipated on this list only because i'm I'm, A, super curious as to what they're going to do to solve, I don't want to say problem, but... Uh, real-life stri- tragedy, basically. Yeah, stri- real-life stri- tragedy with the the loss of Chadwick, and how do you how do you do that when you can't film with, with him? How do you... I just, I don't... I'm really nervous that they're going to try to do, like, a... Uh, a deep fake and it's going to look terrible and it's not going to, but I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, basically to me that, that can, this confirms Shuri is going to be the new Panther, but you know, I, I like the Wakanda forever name a lot because it means the black Panther legacy is more than just a person. Wakanda is a peoples. It is a group. Mm -hmm. It is a sense of belonging within a culture. Like, yes, our King is gone. But who we are remains. Wakanda forever means a lot of things to a lot of different people. So I think this title is incredibly apropos. Um, I'm not very worried about this movie in the sense because Chadwick Boseman and director Ryan Coogler were so close. And he said in recent interviews that they've more or less restructured this movie to basically be a monument to the legacy of Chadwick Boseman. And basically make this a... um, I don't want to say proper send-off, but a respectful memorial to the character of Black Panther, but also the person of Chadwick Boseman. So I feel like that respect will play into it. And I don't, I, with you, I think Shuri will be the new Black Panther, but I think it'll be more about the nation of Wakanda. How do you handle the loss of a king, basically? Um, yeah, yeah. I think this will be much more communal. Yeah, how, how do you handle not just the loss of the king, but the loss of a king, like basically losing two kings in about five years? Like mm. that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of un, like really un, like unstable. Like it's, it, to me, it's gonna be very interesting. Um, uh, oh, this has nothing to do with the last section of of this little news topic. But you know what I found out this week in Marvel related things. That uh, Beta Ray Bill and Moon Knight are good friends, apparently. Um, and now I kind of want that as a team up, and I'm down for it. Beta Ray Knight. <laughs> that just be fun. So, uh, you want to talk about. <laughs> we'll, the, we'll, uh, get unquote, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Phase four logo, whatever. Um, well, let's talk about the Marvels really quick. Um, yes. So, 
for those that are looking at that one next to Wakanda Forever going, what? The Marvels? That is Captain Marvel 2. They're retitling it to be The Marvels, which to me, maybe it's a little too early to call this this, but I think them calling it The Marvels is a soft reboot to the Captain Marvel world in a sense of Thor Ragnarok. Kind of was a soft reboot slash reset to the Thor lineage after the lackluster response to Thor the Dark World. I think Marvel is very aware of how Captain Marvel was received by a certain amount of the fandom. Um, I think people, some people have blown it way out of proportion. I didn't like it for a variety of reasons. Um, but I think Marvel's aware of it. And I think they're kind of hoping to rebrand the image of Captain Marvel. Because I don't want to sound like one of those toxic fans, but I think Brie Larson herself kind of comes off a little bit cocky and doesn't help her own case sometimes. Like, she has been a great actress, but I think she comes across as a bit confrontational at times, and I think that rubs people the wrong way. Whereas the character of, like, an Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., is still jokey and jovial and has fun in interviews, whereas Brie Larson kind of comes across as a bit harsh. Um, And that could just be how, like, people that don't like her are over analyzing everything and scrutinizing every detail to be like well i don't like you i'm gonna not like you even more i'm indifferent but i'm not the biggest fan of her captain marvel character and i feel like the marvels is a shift to more of a team captain marvel as opposed to a straight captain marvel sequel because we know we've got um captain marvel played by brie larson we're gonna have monica rambeau back from wandavision Mm -hmm. we're also gonna have uh miss marvel who will already have her series done. They're filming that right now, which we're not going to talk about here because we don't talk about leaked set photos, but um, the Miss Marvel suit is pretty dang gum accurate to the comics. Holy crap. Um, so, And the S in the Marvels is Miss Marvel's S from her logo. So I feel like they're trying to... It's like in a wrestling tag team match for those select few people that are going to get this analogy... You've got your one strong guy that you want to make look strong, but he isn't necessarily the most popular with the crowd. So you stick him in a tag team with two people that are popular, and by proxy, that popularity might rub off on your star. Um, so I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of what Marvel's doing, of shifting from a Thor of the Dark World to a Thor Ragnarok situation here with Captain Marvel. Of It's still going to technically be a Captain Marvel 2 with her leading it, but it's going to be more of a team dynamic with the other marvels josh do you see it any different no yeah that sounds exactly right um the s is literally it, it, it they're not trying to hide that miss marvel is going to be be in this um yeah and monica is gonna i almost there's a part of me that thinks they might try to shift the title of captain marvel to somebody else because technically that she is not called that yet. So, uh, I don't know. I yeah. wouldn't mind Monica shifting to Monica. I do like her a lot. Oh, yeah. But I she... like Monica, too. It just My only issue with Monica was something with WandaVision. It just felt like we kind of fast-tracked her into mm-hmm. her superpowers as opposed to like letting the character breathe a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But. That's just really nitpicking. Let's get into the most interesting thing that obviously came out of this. Is Marvel just dropping an Easter egg and going, I don't know what you're talking about. Wink, wink, wink. That's the logo for Marvel Phase 4. And all of us are just going, really? 
This one in the corner. <laughs> this one right here. That isn't at all the exact same logo for the Fantastic Four that you showed at your investors meeting back in December that you said was coming from Spider-Man director um, John Watts. That's not at all the same logo. You're just saying that that's now the logo for Phase Four. Bull. I'm I'm mm-hmm. saying it's two things. To me, this signifies that Fantastic Four will be the final movie of Phase Four, but also it's either the most obvious thing in the world or reading too much into this it's coming after guardians of the galaxy volume three like they just haven't set a date for it yet and that's probably because it's 2024 which sounds a long way off but it's only three years and come on from a marketing standpoint that fits too well phase four fantastic four in 2024 like all the pieces are kind of fitting that's together like, yeah that's a marketing like, gee, like you don't get those kinds of opportunities often. Like you might as well. You take had that. one chance, one yeah. opportunity. <laughs> Would you take? Palm spaghetti. Palm's heavy. Anyway, Mr. Um, Fantastic's <laughs> arms of spaghetti. <laughs> so the thing that I um, I have been trying to be wary of is all of your you you and I have our our, our just our, our those those websites that are just. Our favorite because they take they take stuff like this that we'd say or like is this confirmation is it not it's it is confirmation but it's not confirmation um but like all these websites are like oh, Fantastic Four movie confirmed like this is gonna happen you know within the next four it's like it's not guys it's not confirmed confirmed it's so it's 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 okay to just kind of be excited about things. Um, you don't have to try to fan cast the movie already. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I see. I, I say that knowing that we released a how would we do the Fantastic Four video with like casting choices. Ago. Yeah, with casting choices and everything. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited, man. That like like that's a marketing opportunity that you can't pass up. I mean, four four on in four. Watch them. Watch them release it. Um, what is it? April, uh, April, April 4th. April 4th. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if that's a if that's a weekend. Actually, I, can't, I don't know if my calendar can go that far. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but also, another important thing to keep in mind here is if we if this does come out in 2024, that'll be nine years since the last Fantastic Four with Fan Four Stick in 2015. That is plenty of buffer space. It's not like yeah. the X-Men movies where we just had New Mutants. Uh, we just had some other X-Men related movies fairly recently. Like there, there will be some distance and people will be clamoring for a fantastic four. Now, again, they didn't officially say that this is fantastic four when they made this announcement, but it is the exact same logo from the, and from the conference that our investors call or whatever in December, we know it is coming from director John Watts. Um, I would not be surprised at all if they have their own people, now, let's say hypothetically that this is Fantastic Four and it is coming out after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Josh, where do you see the first signs or introductions to these characters? Like, um, we normally get characters or future teases in the end credits. Where do you see some end credits or some teases being of these movies that we've got coming out? Um, I could totally see something in Quantumania. Um, just because it's kind of science related, the, the Ant Man and Fantastic 
four seems like that would fit fairly well. Um, I'm trying to think, I, I I could see honestly, I could see hints like really small Easter eggs. I wouldn't be surprised in in maybe in Shang Chi. Really, I, that soon? I I I'm, see. Here's the thing though. You don't it, like small Easter eggs. You don't have to name people. You don't have to do casting. You can say, you can confirm and say, "Oh man, somebody else is moving into the Avengers Tower." You can like, you can just build things like that. Just hint at it for like, what, four years? <laughs> oh, oh, you mean like how in Spider-Man: Homecoming they're clearing out the Avengers building and someone's moving in? And you know who teams up with the Fantastic Four quite a bit, and was a Fantastic Four member for a little bit. Um, one, Peter Parker. I've said forever now, and I was pretty sure, but it didn't end up happening, that we were going to get a Fantastic Four tease at the end of Far From Home. I'm going to shift my prediction down again, just slot it to the next Spider-Man movie. No way home. I'm still going to stick with the same thing. Of It'll be Peter and MJ walking through Central Park and be like, oh, nice to see that the Stark buildings, uh, the Avengers Tower is done. Um, then they'll keep talking about something something Spider-Man related. And then the scene will end. We just get a citywide pan up and it's just got the four. I've been saying that for years. I'm going to stick to my guns on this one, except I'm going to say it's now at the end of No Way Home instead of Far From Home. I think Spider-Man is the best bet. Because yeah. Spider-Man and Fantastic Four have such an intertwined relationship. Doctor Strange, not so much. Thor, off-world. Wakanda, maybe. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, maybe. If there's a Namor connection. Mm. Because Namor was one of the first Fantastic Four villains. He was a villain for a while. Black Panther being a king. Namor being a king. Okoye referencing underwater disturbances in Endgame. So maybe there's a correlation there. The Marvels, that's probably going to be intergalactic. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I think if we don't get something in Spider-Man, Quantumania is the best bet yeah. because Peyton Reed, the director of all three Ant-Man movies, was hoping to be the one to direct Fantastic Four, but that didn't happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some reference there. Maybe the Fantastic Four are pulled out of the Quantum Realm because we already know Kang the Conqueror is the big bad who is a descendant of Reed Richards, also known as Mr. Fantastic. So there's your out there. Guardians, there's a 5-10% to 10% chance on that one just because it's it would be the one right before this Fantastic Four. Again, this is all us speculating right now. Yeah. I think um, and again, like I'm going to stick to my guns on, like, it doesn't even have to be something big. Uh, with Peter being so connected to Fury, depending on how No Way Home goes, and the before credits movie, uh, with Fred Fury being like, I'm going to go, I got to give, a, you know, Peter's like, hey, you want to stay for some shawarma or something, whatever. <laughs> um, and Fury being like, nah, man, I got to make a phone call. And then, you know, movie ends, hit credits hit. And, dude, we do you this still... scene that you and I have always wanted where we see a phone ringing on a, on a table and a hand stretches over and grabs it. Like, that's just, uh, like, it'd be perfect. Like, that's uh, all you got to do, you know? Uh, like, it's just simple, 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 simple stuff. 
So as excited as we were for the Marvel announcements that just dropped out of the heavens on Monday, uh, Friday came another glorious return. DC announced the return of their virtual Comic-Con DC Fandom happening October 16th this year. And I'll be the first to say I'm super, super amped for this. Um, I thought last year's Fandom was a tremendous success, all things considered. Of uh, Normally, the big announcement type of things are reserved for Comic-Con, but more and more studios like Disney and Warner Brothers are putting their own events on because they can afford it, and it, more money stays within their own pockets, like Disney being able to announce things at D23. Uh, DC Fandom last year was all virtual because of COVID. However, we kind of went in with low expectations because... Josh, do you remember Virtual Comic-Con last year? That was a train wreck. That was abysmal of... There was, like, no major announcements. It was just a very boring virtual experience. DC Fandom was a complete 180. It was a fun, interactive engaging i just had it up on our big tv all day and was locked mm-hmm. in it was a great time um but they were also able to make the most out of announcements given the fact that they really were still in the middle of a pandemic they didn't have a lot of stuff filming at the time so they had the snyder cut trailer that was the your big headliner then you had one of the greatest trailers of all time with the Batman trailer. I still get goosebumps with Hum Vengeance. That's just glorious. Um, but fast forward a year, and we're not going to be playing these, like, have the cast play fun virtual games and drop the title of a movie. We have the Batman that has now finished filming. It's pretty far along on post-production. We now have The Flash, which is filming. Black Adam. Which is filming. We've got a whole bunch of movies that are coming out next year with Aquaman 2. Um, I feel like there's another. Oh, those are the four. Batman, Aquaman 2, Flash, and Black Adam. But we've got more and more projects. And now that we're coming out of the COVID era, I'm expecting this to be twice as big, maybe even three times as big an event. And last year was big enough already. Um, yeah. Josh, you excited? What are your expectations for this year? All right, I'm expecting a um, a logo and a release date for the Static Shock movie. Um, I'm calling it now. Um, <laughs> Any casting? Uh, I am not gonna cast. Okay. Okay. Um, only because I'm so open to a no name. I am so open to somebody we've never seen before. I really hope that they start him young um, and he can grow into the role. Uh, if we if we have a whole just to further the kind of discussion that that we had in Ca- in Captain America and Winter Soldier or Captain Falcon and what was it? Yeah, it, nope, he's Falcon Captain Falcon and now. the Winter Soldier. Nope, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier because you can't call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier because there's already a movie. Anyway, um but I would love to further that discussion of not only what does it mean to be a black superhero with and, a cop dad, with um, a cop dad, wait, but like also a kid, a kid, like a young black superhero. I'm just now realizing how similar Static and Miles are. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, young black superhero with a cop dad. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't his uncle in Static Shock somebody that's villainous yep. too? Yep. Um, yep. My Brian Michael Bendis, did you copy? Because <laughs> um, past him. I'd see like I don't know. I don't think Miles has a white best friend. I think he's I don't know. That, he's he got an Asian roommate. Okay. I'm not going to say that's the same thing because it's not, but it's more diverse. Um, it is, uh, but I'm just I'm expecting more static more static shock news. Um, you have any bold pr- predictions? Casting for the new Black Superman movie. Okay. Um, okay. I think we will get information about Superman. It just will not be a Henry Cavill one because we've gotten Again. some talks about this. J.J. Abrams produced um, Black Superman. I don't know if we'll call it reboot or Elseworld. Uh, I think we'll get some confirmation of that. I think we'll get one, maybe two new projects announced for HBO Max, whether they're series mm-hmm. or movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably get some progress on like the Batgirl and the Static Shock movies. I'm expecting three big trailers i'm expecting a new trailer for the batman uh basically continue that trend a year later um a trailer for the flash and a trailer for black adam i think all three will have trailers because Mm -hmm. by october all of those should be done filming honestly yeah actually i'm debating if i think we're gonna get a batman trailer at fandom or during the suicide squad because that comes out in august and that's the Ah. most ready to have a trailer i think Whereas yes. if you wait till fandom, you can still have that trailer, but maybe like some behind the scenes footage. Like, um, didn't I'm trying to think of Marvel recently did like a featurette or something instead of a trailer, just like show making of, which that could be just as good, and that would be more of your niche audience for fandom that would eat that up, and then maybe yeah. just in the background have an owl mask laying around, please. <laughs> I wouldn't be yeah, like all that. I think I wouldn't say that's any of that is like bold predictions because i think some a lot a right. chunk of those are, right, are like Let's yeah see. i think they're inevitabilities man give me bold give me static shock out of nowhere bold injustice 3 will be announced oh, the game yeah injustice 3 the game will be announced okay. Okay. um let's see what else right. yeah bold. give me bold give me impossible i'm not you man which is <laughs> I'm not used to this. Uh, <laughs> I think mm, Henry Cavill will be there and announced to be in Shazam 2. Okay. But okay. that's about the extent of what we'll get Henry Cavill-wise, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I can get that. I don't I think we'll get a Man of Steel or any big Superman announcement. However, DC Fandom, you did it last year. You're doing it this year. Stop marketing your movie with the classic Superman music. You get my hopes up, you... You deceptive, <laughs> lying people. But I think we'll get some confirmation of the role that Henry Cavill Superman will play in. Like, what the projects that he will be in. Whether it's Shazam, mm. whether it's Aquaman, whatever else. Um, yeah. I think, I'm trying to think of anything else. And we'll probably do some more DC fandom related stuff when oh, it gets yeah, closer yeah, to the event. Closer. I'm gonna, my big, bold prediction. Big and bold here. Um, I'm gonna go announcement of another season of Young Justice. I mean, or... we're already getting season four at some point. Are we though? 
Yeah. Um, did they, they announce that? Yeah, young. I forget what season four is called, but yes, it, like Justin McCartney and company have done some of their lines already. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Take that as my bold. Uh, and I'm Titans gonna go. is filming right now. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't. Dang it! All right, hold on. I gotta think. Gotta think. You took all my 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 big big punchers. Um, probably get concept art of the Green Lantern series. You know what? I'll say it. Yes. Let's uh, let's do concept art and uh, either concept art or more uh, more castings, mm. or just a general plot summary. Being that segue, they announced uh, one of their actors recently already. Yeah. So we talked about the Marvel thing coming out of the blue. This is just as much, if not more, out of the blue or out of the green, if you will. Um, so the Green Lantern series on HBO Max has started casting, and they've got Finn Whitrock playing the role of lovable a-hole Guy Gardner. Now, I'm a little disappointed in this, I'm not gonna lie, because I still refuse to give up on the fact that this man right here looks like a spitting image of Dick Grayson. It is terrifying. (laughs) If I didn't dye his hair right here... It is terrifying how much he looks like Dick Grayson in the comics. Minus the fact that he's 36 now, which is, does not look like that at all. Um, I like the casting. I don't know how I feel about him as Guy Gardner, though. Because um, Guy looks like he could eat him in the comics. Guy is a big Green Lantern. Also, I'm tired of people complaining. They're just like, really? The first character we cast in this show is a white guy? Why didn't we cast... Where's Jessica Cruz? Where's Simon Baz? I'm going, you do realize they are coming. We know this is a Green Lantern core show. This is He's not the main character. He's just one of the Lanterns. We're going to have Alan Scott. We're going to have Jessica Cruz. The only ones we're not going to have are Hal and John because I still kind of think we're saving them for a movie someday. Um, Josh, I know Guy Gardner is just your favorite DC character. That's exactly why they announced Guy first, because nobody likes him. <laughs> uh, because, no, because it's not a big deal who you cast as Guy. You know you have to cast a white guy as as, as Guy Gardner. Like, you can't, like, yeah, the all the Jessica Cruz and all the, but even Kyle Rayner, like, you could, there's so, so cool, so much cooler you can go uh, with casting. Which Kyle and, is the only one that I think of that we know is not going to be on the show. I know. I'm aware. Like, Hal and John, they've said, are off limits. But Kyle, they just don't care. They're going to shove him in a fridge somewhere. That's, see, like, in an HBO Max show, it's perfect for Kyle's art. And it really makes me sad. Oh, no. Oh, no. If anybody's yes. going to put somebody in a fridge, HBO Max would do it. Oh, exactly. no. That's not exactly. a good thing, people. That's not a good thing. That was no, a dark moment in comics. that's such a good moment. What no, are you talking that's about? When, that's when the Green Lantern comics jumped the shark of just going, Oh, Green, no, Nathan. Nathan, listen. No, it was a bad choice that Nathan, they immediately regretted Nathan. as soon as they published the comic, listen. and you know it. 
But, like, it's the catalyst for Kyle to be the first White Lantern. Like, what are you talking about? Yes, because Jeff Johns retconned it into that being... Mm, yeah, okay, yes, okay, but... To, to, uh, <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. but... <laughs> Just because Jeff Johns can work his way out of a paper bag into comics in terms of making things fit his proper narrative. For those that don't know, Kyle Rayner is another Green Lantern that... His girlfriend died, and her body was shoved in a fridge, and it's one of the darkest moments in DC Comics, and it was, like, unnecessarily dark of just, like, there's, okay, there's been some dark moments, like, Elongated Man, not Elongated Man, yeah, no, not Elongated yeah. Man, um, Dr. Light, the, the whole yes. Dr. Light situation, <laughs> um, but that was unnecessarily dark. I doubt they'll go okay. that dark. Also, they would have to have Kyle in the first place, but... How? Yeah, I'll get I'll get Josh back with this. They won't do it for a while, and I would have preferred this in a movie. But how great would it be in like a season five or a season six if they are really truly serious about putting the money behind this of a Blackest Night event on oh, HBO Max? Don't say it. I don't put that out in the universe Blackest because night. you know, Blackest no, night. you Blackest know, night. they will drop it season three and completely ruin it no no so what they'll do is black as night uh they'll have it as a season three cliffhanger and then it'll all get resolved in the first episode of season four with no lasting consequences whatsoever bro honestly hold on stop now my brain's going so you know how they use the so for those that y'all need to read um black as night um that it, it is literally if not my personal favorite, one of the best Green Lantern comics ever written. Um, so, Nathan, you, you here with me? You here? Okay, get Maybe. in this zone with me. Okay, get in this zone with me. So you know how... <laughs> stay in this zone. Um, stay on target. Stay on target. So you know how Ben Affleck has been like, bro, I'll only come back for Zack Snyder. What if they use the Ben Affleck Batman as the Batman that 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 is reincarnated for the for the Death Ring? Ooh, the Black Lantern Batman. Yes, and then it like turns out like, oh no, he's still dead. But you know, like, well, that Batman wasn't dead though. Okay, That's the I know. Problem. He was I, I, I trapped understand. in time. You Comics can you can weird. do some you can do something else, but it's still like, how cool would that be if they were like and. You know, because it's a big reveal in the beginning of the novel. Like, bro, they got Batman. And, like, just I'm imagining that pan shot of, like, if it has to be Guy, sure. But that's the only one I know of that, that could, that's, you know, been cast. But having him, like, go, like, just a face of fear just washes over him as Batman, as a Black Knight, comes out and just, like, oh. I just, it's so perfect. I'd be, I'd be down for it. See, that's not kind of what I'm hoping for because I'm, I'm that weird niche person. The green lanterns are cool, but the blue lanterns are where it's at, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, if, they are. if we get the other lantern core on the show and I kind of feel like since it's a TV show, we could get more of the actual lantern core. We could get Absolutely. Josh's red lanterns with atrocities. atrocities baby. What's atrocities cat's name again? Cause I have no idea, but it's so cool. <laughs> Cause guys there's red lanterns, which basically uh, are powered by anger and rage and their big leader has a cat that also has a red lantern. It's kind of amusing. Whereas blue, the blue lanterns are powered by hope. They're basically the Hufflepuffs 
of the Lantern Corps, and I love them so very much. Uh, but in Blackest Night, which we've talked about, so basically everything's in the worst possible situation, and so in like a in case of emergency, break glass. Every colored ring goes to one special person in the world that most exemplifies that trait. So you get these people that don't normally have rings getting rings, like Lex Luthor getting the Ring of Greed, Barry Allen getting the Blue Ring of Hope becoming a Blue Lantern, and it just makes me happy, although it probably should have gone to Superman, but whatever. Um, Mera, for some reason, getting Rage. Um, That moment would be fantastic on a series. But the other moment that would... At nowadays that we've already seen it would feel like ripoff of Endgame. Um, Blackest Night was intended to bring a whole bunch of characters back to life that were already dead, like Aquaman, the Hawk Men, uh, Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Um, so Black Lantern Rings are powered by death. White Lantern Rings bring things back to life, and so they use the White Lantern Rings to bring back the entire old Justice League of everyone that's died. And so there's this great like. Four full pages of all the dead superheroes coming back, and all it says is just rise, rise. Like everyone coming back to life, and you're just like, oh, everyone's back. Oh, and then of course it goes bad because the white ring brings everybody back to life, and sometimes there's threats out there that you rather them have stayed dead. Mm-hmm. Um, certain crisis on infinite earth villains blackest night is great um so i think there's a lot of fantastic possibilities with this green lantern series i wouldn't be surprised if we get more casting in the next week or two um but as josh flipping through his copy of blackest night anything else you want from this show or any any other castings you hope to see um (laughs) Ooh, ooh, dude I got a dangerous thought, which you know is always scary. Casting-wise, we know we're getting Alan Scott. How would you feel about Alan Scott played by Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. I really shouldn't have opened this up. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. It's such Uh, a good book, though. Um. Dude, Barry in blue looks so good. Like, yeah, he I does. Can't... Well, except in Snyder Cut. I still defend that as a bad choice. You're not wrong. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, on to some HBO Max. Yeah, so HBO Max has had a bit of a uphill battle so far. Um, it didn't have the best launch, not launching on Roku and Amazon. And now it seems like they're doing another desperation call as... Uh, they're going to be offering a new package with more affordable pricing. However, there's a catch. So HBO Max currently is fourteen ninety nine. So basically, fifteen bucks you get the premieres and everything else. But they're going to offer a package starting in June for nine ninety nine a month. You get HBO Max, but you get it with ads. And also something that people aren't talking about enough. You get it with ads, but you also don't get your same day as movie premieres. Um, you would have to pay the 15 bucks. So if you want to see The Suicide Squad or Dune um, come out the same day as it comes out in theaters, you would have to have the higher tier. This, to me, seems like yet another desperation play here um, from HBO Max. Like, a lot of their moves have just come across as utterly desperate, whether it's... Um, 
Hey guys, you don't need to see the movies in theaters, you can just watch them at home for no additional cost. It doesn't matter if we pissed off every single director that's ever existed doing this. It's best yeah. for us. And so far, it hasn't hasn't worked out for them. Like, they're getting some people, but they're not projecting as fast as some others. I th- honestly think Peacock has done better financially than them. I think Peacock, last time I checked, is at like 44 million subscribers. They got those really quick. One, Peacock is cheaper, but two, Peacock has The Office. And like, no matter where you stand on that, people are going to flock to that no matter what. It's comfort food for people. I think Peacock... Yeah as a whole was much more user friendly off the bat yeah. and has made less mistakes than HBO Max. But Josh, do you think this 999 is a good move for HBO Max or a stupid one? Here's the thing. Um HBO Max is like Hulu in that the interface can be very difficult to navigate. Yes. Now with them going, "Hey, you can have ads or you can't ads." Like, you're basically Hulu now, with, like, more aggressive content. That's, that's all say, it is. I won't say the interface is as bad as Hulu's. I think Hulu still has the worst interface of any streaming service. It's See, really hard they, to find content on Hulu. It, it is, but maybe it's not as much for me because I have been using Hulu for so long, so I'm just kind of used to where things kind of are. But, like, even I then, think, yeah. I think Hulu is bad for discovery. If you know what yes. you're looking for... And you know it's on Hulu. It's not that hard to find it. Or if you're looking for the stuff that they advertise, if you're looking for more the obscure titles, they bury the crap out of those on Hulu, and they make it very difficult. Uh, I think there's a lot of features that HBO Max could improve upon first before doing this tier. Um, we're still missing a crap ton of 4K content. Um, they just recently introduced personalized profile pictures, but only on like certain mobile devices. Like when I watch the app on my TV, it still just says my name. But if I watch it on the PS5, it's got my little Superman logo that I uploaded. Like it's super weird and super inconsistent, oh, which yes, Josh, I gave you the cyborg logo. Yeah, I was like, what is this? I'm not cyborg. If I'm any character, well, okay. I'm definitely not cyborg. Okay. I can upload any logo. Is there a preferred logo you would like also cyborg is one of the default ones okay that's fair um, whereas some other ones you can upload I mean, do you want to be static no i i'm not cool enough to be static that's true um let i, I like how i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm not cool enough to be static make me kratos kratos <laughs> I'll make you this Kratos, the Kratos <laughs> that you're on on the show here. Yeah. Um, but, okay. <laughs> Just off the cuff, Josh, if you were in charge of Warner Brothers and you were tasked with how do we get people to sign up for HMMX or, quote-unquote, how do we fix this? What are you doing with it? Unfortunately, I think it might be do a, a cheaper tier. Because... If anything, you know, at least it at least test to see is part of this. You know, are people not coming to our service because of price? Okay, well let's lower the price. Give this this tier. Okay, cool. Okay, so the numbers have only barely improved. Now we know it's other stuff. Granted, you and I, as people that watch a lot of you know on HBO Max, 
a fair amount, know that it's more the interface. There's certain 4K content missing. There's Sometimes it's really hard to find stuff that you want to watch. Stuff coming um, and going. Yes, with no no way for us to know why it's not there. Why? Like, I remember them saying New Mutants is going to be on HBO Max, but they never told us when. Now never it is. Told it. Yeah, it is now. But, you know, it's... So, to me, for you and I, who use a lot of streaming services, it seems like a lot of better stuff to do, but from a marketing standpoint, I can... I can kind of understand where they're coming from. It's not the best idea, but I mean, it's, it's cheaper. <laughs> I still think the number one problem that HBO Max has had from its inception, and it's an issue that they've waited too long to address. And I think it's one of the biggest problems for them. It comes down to the name. The name is confusing to a lot of people of like, some people had HBO. Those people get transported and they get hbo max now like they get lumped into that but a lot of people that didn't have hbo are just going well i didn't have hbo before how is this any different than that how is that different than hbo Mm -hmm. now or hbo go i think people a lot of people um just assume that this is an extension of hbo not realizing that it's an extension of warner brothers and so much more if you called it warner plus or Warner Media All Access or WB Movies or something like that, WB Entertainment, something that more people will know that this is an all-encompassing thing Mm -hmm. as opposed to a very niche thing of HBO, which is a big name in TV, but a lot of people don't have HBO. They just borrow someone else's password. I've always thought HBO Max was a bad name for a streaming service, but to be fair... Peacock is a bad name for a streaming service, but they've managed to overcome that. But in Peacock's defense, people know that Peacock means the NBC Peacock, and it's NBC programming. Um, Rebranding is really, really important. I think it was a step in the right direction for Paramount Plus to rebrand from being CBS All Access. Now they just have to have content to reflect the name change because they're still very, very thin on content. Um, But take, like, Discovery Plus. It's five bucks a month. People know what they're getting from that Discovery Channel programming. Heather just got it recently. She watches that a lot. I watch Shudder. I know what I get when I'm watching an app called Shudder. It's horror stuff. HBO Max, I think the name has been an issue the whole time. It's their single biggest issue. And the sooner they address that, I think they'll fix a lot of their problems. Yeah. And to be frank, I mean... We talk. We're talking about interface and stuff like that. Netflix's interface has just is awful now too. Because I can't. Oh yeah. It's so hard to. to they only to ever promote their own stuff. Yeah, and like you know what? I'm sorry, Netflix, but not all your stuff is uh, watchable. Not a lot of um, it is. No. So, um, yeah, it's HBO Max is in a weird spot. I think sometimes we just. Put them on a, under a microscope because they're the ones that screwed over a bunch of directors and, and, and production companies. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Justify your actions, you know? Well, we've got a special um, sponsor <gasps> that we're going to go with from here on out, basically. Um, yeah. So, I decided to do a thing. And now you guys can do a thing, too. We now have... Eh, Uncharted Media merch. We have 
a whole bunch of stuff on the T public site. I submitted our uh, the compass as the our more or less the the brand logo for Uncharted Media. You can get that on um, shirts, baseball tees, three quarter hoodies, long sleeves. Not feeling clothing? You've got stickers, uh, notebooks, wall art, mugs, cups. We've got a whole bunch of new stuff. So if you like what you're hearing on the Uncharted Media podcast, if you like any of the just regular video content on Uncharted, the YouTube channel, uh, check out the link in the description. See if there's anything you like. If this goes well, we'll introduce more designs. Josh and I have already talked about we need a tinfoil hat um, shirt, clearly, yes. at some point. Um, so, yeah, if you like Uncharted Media and want to support the show somehow... We've got shirts now. We've got stickers now. We've got a whole bunch of stuff. So in all upcoming podcasts, I'll make sure to link the store in the description. Go there. See what you like. A um, whole bunch of colors and varieties. Tee Public has been fantastic. I've bought numerous t-shirts from them in the past. I didn't realize how easy it was to upload a design. It was super, super easy. So now choose from a variety of colors, whether it's just a solid or a heathered design. A heathered color, a long sleeve, baseball tee, hoodie, whatever you're feeling, T Public's probably got you covered. And we've got you covered now with Uncharted Media merch. And I'm, yeah, go check it out. Go find some cool stuff. But now we're going to be taking your questions. Um, you delivered some really good ones, some quick ones, some more long form questions mm-hmm. that will we'll be discussing so what we'll do is we'll just kind of go through the questions we'll say who submitted the question we'll just kind of bounce off each other and go from there it's your stereotypical question and answer got them all in the handy dandy notebook notebook uh ipad all right this first one is fun the first three are from my wonderful wife heather uh first one what movie would we star in together now josh how should we approach this is this like a made-up movie or a movie that already exists Let's do one of each. Okay. Let's do what, okay. What what movie do you think we would star in? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, easily, easily. <laughs> it's like so obvious that I'd be I'd be uh, Tucker. Like I'm. Is, are you Tucker? Wait, I, I'm. I, he, no, tu- the, no. Tucker is Alan Tudyk. Tucker's Alan Tudyk. Okay, then yeah, then, then I'm definitely. Then you're Dale. I'm you're definitely, definitely Dale. Dale. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking no, about absolutely. some other pairings, but I'm just like, no, Tucker and Dale versus Evil yep. fits too well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really does. Um, what what movie would we be in together if you and I wrote it? Um, oh, why? I'm, I shouldn't even have to think this hard. It's a treasure adventure movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely, like it, like make it stupid. Like we we're gonna go find the last. We are gonna make a movie about finding the last blockbuster. I mean, it's that in, sounds more like a in, documentary that Rhett and it, Link would make. It, it is a documentary. What are you talking about? Have you ever seen it? Mm, yeah. Uh, no, it it would totally be a treasure hunt, but it would be something stupid like finding the yeah. last Twinkie, like in Zombieland, or yes, or like trying to find a VHS copy of The Force Awakens or something like that. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Just We've something stupid. It. It's like us. <laughs> it would be like our version of like a not stoner version of Tenacious D, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just stupidity. It Tenacious it D mixed with Bill and Ted, basically. <laughs> it would it would end with us being like, God, all right, 
We found it. The the only existing VHS tape of Force Awakens. Now what? Well, now we watch it. Do you have a VHS player? We no. finally watch it. We're just like, this is it. 360p. Is this sucks. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> is that Ray? No, no, that's Finn. Um, that's Finn. <laughs> okay. Now. Solid, solid. This one's fun. If we could write any movie, what would it be? Now, obviously, for anybody that's listened to podcasts for any stretch of time, my immediate go-to would probably be uh, a Nightwing movie. I've said that numerous times. Yeah. And I have a full-length story idea. If anybody wants to use that, you're welcome to use that, people that are making a Nightwing movie. So I kind of wanted to push myself and go with the not obvious answer here. Um, Josh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but there's been an idea in the back of my mind that I'm just like, if I was to ever write a movie, this would be it. I'm going to keep it in a lockbox and save it for a rainy day. But uh, are you familiar with the movie The Descent of the women uh, uh, spelunkers? Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. The Descent is basically a bunch of women that go um, exploring in a cave and they get trapped. So they have to go further and further in this cave and there's creatures down there. It gets very claustrophobic and it's pitch black. It's terrifying. I would do something like that, except in a pyramid for a new mummy movie, a claustrophobic horror okay. movie in a pyramid. Because something, a weird fear that I always had as a kid was in history, you learned about uh, ancient pyramids and everything else. And you learned that the pharaohs and everyone else used to make these trap rooms for looters. They would get stuck yeah. in the pyramids forever and they would never be able to find their way out. They would get trapped there and they would die and no one would find their bodies. Now, Compact that claustrophobia and feeling of lost, being lost and stuck in a labyrinth with a mummy chasing you. It doesn't need to be fast if you've got nowhere to go. And if he's has, if he doesn't get tired, he can't burn out. He will eventually catch you in this pitch black. Go with like an alien or a descent claustrophobic yeah. feel, but meld it with the mummy, which admittedly is hard to make scary. But in that context, I think could be totally terrifying, and it would be different enough than the Brendan Fraser mummy to be its own thing. Yeah, it you would be, you'd have to work hard to not make it like go full Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, totally. Um, I have thought about this for a long time. There is a, a comic that I've wanted to see brought to life called Huck. Um, it's about uh, this. I mean, he's blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy, but he is um, mentally handicapped. He's not necess- It's not necessarily uh, said what exactly is going on, it, it, but it's kind of like it, it seems like a, a high-functioning autism. Um, but he he's it turns out that he's a, a science experiment and has like superpowers and stuff like that. And so it's it, it's a story about how does someone who um, can't necessarily interact with the world like the rest of us can save the world. How does that, how does that interact and stuff like it's, it's either that or actually write a Redwall movie ah, mm. ah, because, you know, Lord knows I could probably get, do- get it done faster than Netflix is. I'm getting with yeah. your story. I'm getting very, a quiet place vibes of like your weakness is your strength mm. basically yes. of what yeah. the world often perceives as a defect could actually be, a strength and a source of power compared mm-hmm. to everything else. I, I would be very much down for that. Um, I think Heather very much would be too, because that's very much her area currently is working with students like that. And I've worked with students before. And I think they're always fascinating to work with of just like your brain just works 
differently than mine. It excels mm-hmm. in areas that mine does not, and that's awesome. Um, Josh, you better know this one. Uh, last one from Heather. What was the first movie we watched together? You better know this one. Uh, it, it's a... Uh... It's uh, it's uh, um, um, oh, I, I don't, I don't know, Nathan. Now well, it would be tricky if she asked what was the first movie just you and I watched. Yes, that I would not know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But because, the first movie you and I watched together, like in a physical space, yes, was Fight Club, baby. And it was the first time I'd ever seen it, so that was same fun here. It, which seems about right because Fight Club has always just screamed college students favorite movie because they're just like it's edgy and i under it understands me i'm gonna put a fight club poster in my room i'm just like oh so you're new to the world of movies then um got it yeah i heard yeah but like it, it was fine i just had never seen it before so it was you me and in our college we had this thing called freshman connections basically hey you look like an awkward introvert you're gonna be forced to talk to 10 or 11 people for half a semester just to get you out of your awkward bubble and all of us are just going no, Please no, know. thank you. So uh, there was somebody in my freshman connection. It's called Luke Hyatt, who after freshman year, I didn't really see a ton, but we would still be on good terms. We'd say hi whenever we passed each other in quad. Love Luke Hyatt. You were just at his wedding not too long ago. Um, like like five years ago. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Dude, okay. it's been a hot minute. But yeah, no, he. I, I saw him... Actually, I saw him last year. Okay, before, I knew you saw they... him recently. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you I said you were going to go year. on a road trip and see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause okay, he, uh, I'm not he crazy. Just back... Yeah, because he just came back from Paraguay and all that. Anyway, yeah, but uh, yeah, Luke Hyatt is my buddy. He's my so, best friend. Yeah, so I knew Luke um, through this freshman connections class. He was like one of my only friends for the first couple weeks of school, and he knew this weirdo that was just like loud and boisterous. And even Josh can't deny that much. I mean, yeah. Basically, what uh, you see is what you get with Josh in real life. Yeah. And he's yeah. always been the extroverted one of the two of us. Um, and that's saying something, because if putting him in the right situation, Josh is also not extroverted. Like, if if we were to go to a restaurant or something and, like, we're missing something, we're just not going to have that at a meal, because neither of nope. us are going to speak up enough <laughs> to say anything. Correct. But Josh is like this loud, boisterous person, and we're just like... Yeah, we're going to hang out in the dorm and watch Fight Club. I'm like, oh, oh cool. Um, and I remember it was, like, not the best watch situation. Like, he put the TV, like, on top of the cupboard or something. And I'm just, well, like, like it was the angle. only place for Yeah, it was the only place for it. Like, there was it, there was only a love seat in there. Because, yeah. I mean, it's a, fresh, it's a freshman dorm, so there's only so much furniture you can fit in there. Oh, yeah, like, somebody's laying in the bed. So people were yeah, like, like it, was, it was awkward. But, like, but to be fair, later... When we did our like our our, our October fests, where we'd wa- watch <laughs> October fests. I don't know what else to call it, but like literally watching at least one scary movie every single night of the oh, yeah, October. Oh yeah, in Cody's dorm. Like we literally would pack close to 10, 15 guys in one of those small dorm rooms and yeah. just just a watch. It was mm, breaking just all kiss. kinds of health code violations. It was oh absolutely. Oh yeah, we were like sardines there, especially um, if you ever watch a horror movie with Josh. Make sure you scare him when it's at its like yeah, most tension filled idea. if you want to get punched really, really hard. Um, that's a great idea. It's so funny. Yeah, uh, guys, I'm trying to get Josh here for Horror Nights this year, and I am genuinely concerned that if he gets too startled by people jumping out at him, <laughs> that he might punch somebody and get us kicked out, and I don't want that to happen. Josh, they can't uh, touch you, just so you know. 
<laughs> it is my life's goal to get you banned from Halloween Horror Nights. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you take that away uh, from me. I if you try. end that for me, I will end you. Oh, you can't kill something that's already dead inside. Anyway, so next question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a long one from one of our, honestly, one of our most loyal and one of our most awesome people. Um, AJ has uh, basically followed us for the longest time. Always likes and retweets all of our stuff on Twitter. Um, what least talked about storylines in the cinematic universes of either DC or Marvel, maybe a novel or a game like Uncharted or All, would you be interested in? to see the most adapted in a movie. So basically like what lesser known stories in any universe's video game movie at anything would you want to see most adapted to the big screen? Um, I didn't think about this one for a while. That's a really good question, AJ. Um, but my go-to is there's a Superman story called Superman for all seasons. And it's basically four decent length chapters about people, um, how they view Superman. So there's one from the perspective of Martha Kent as a mother, one from Lex Luthor as obviously his enemy. And it all takes place in chronological order over the course of a year. That's why it's called Superman for all seasons, four chapters, four seasons. And it's this different side of Superman that I really, really like. There's very much not a main antagonist, like Lex Luthor's in it, but there's not a main evil force to it uh it's more just this is the human of clark kent and i really really liked that aspect uh it's where the line from um that superman and lois used on their pilot episode of the show of he saves some kid and gives him his hat back and the kid's like oh i like your suit and he's like thanks my mom made it for me like superman and lois use that exact same line and it's from that (laughs) comic and i freaking love it um, it's this like very human side and also it kind of has this like epilogue to it. it it's a flashback scene of when Clark is a kid in school and one of his friends who's kind of like a shy loner develops cancer and Clark kind of has to deal with that um, so it's not your traditional Superman story it's very much a more human story it's very much like if Norman Rockwell was writing Superman and visually looks different than any other Superman story. It almost is like all of Smallville knows who Superman is because of their experiences with Clark growing up. And I really, really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite Superman stories. I understand it would be hard to adapt, but having a much more Clark-centered story for Superman and a compassionate side to the character who is just, when he's Clark, is just more shy. And he's like this big, huge, he kind of looks a lot like... um. Who's the bad guy in End of the Spider-Verse? Kingpin. He looks a lot like Kingpin's build, but he just has this, like, hunch to him and awkwardness. But when he's Superman, obviously he's chest puffed out, ready to save the day. It's just a very human story that you normally get this big, huge, sweeping epics with Superman. And this story is very personal, and I really, really enjoy it a lot, and I think it would be a great movie. Yeah. That sounds so good. Or or Battle for the Cow with Nightwing. Oh, (laughs) there it is. Um... (laughs) I think I haven't been quiet about uh, me wanting Redwall to finally be a seri- uh, an actual show or series. Um, I haven't been quiet of wanting to see um, Danny Rand as Daredevil and that, having that storyline story come to it be a thing. Um, so the one of the things I haven't talked about is that I read a book series recently. I'm going to say within the last couple of years. Actually, no, last year. I read it. I found it last year. Um, it's called the, It's called Renegades. It's by 
Marissa, Marissa, Mar Marissa, yeah, Mar Marissa Meyer. Um, it's superhero Michael's, stuff. Michael's sister. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a superhero story, and like, there's, it, there's a, I don't, there's so much to go into it, obviously. But like, your main characters, like she, like the main character, oh jeez, oh no, Nightmare. She basically she can put people to sleep by like touching them and that's it that's all she has to do and like she can control how long they can they go to sleep blah 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 um and there's her eventual love interest whose name is escaping me at this particular moment his his superpower is he anything that he draws come to, comes to life and so eventually he starts figuring out like he can tattoo himself and stuff like that so he starts giving himself powers and so mm -hmm. it's it's just it's like it's just the whole series is very very intriguing very interesting very well written um it would be very would be really really cool to see it come to life hmm. uh next from darian do you think chris rock will be able to pull off his role in spiral he's known more for his comedic roles and very seldom does serious roles uh, I actually had this debate with people at work because this is a really fascinating issue because normally I would say yes because comedic actors, nine times out of ten, make great dramatic actors. Robin Williams, great comedic talent, but an even better dramatic actor. Awakenings, Goodwill Hunting, One Hour Photo. If you all haven't seen One yeah. Hour Photo and want to see a different side of Robin Williams that might give you nightmares with the single worst jump scare we've ever seen <laughs> and... The only jump scare that's ever gotten us in trouble for being too loud. <laughs> um, yeah. Robin Williams. Uh, Eddie Murphy recently. Yeah. Dolomite is my name being fantastic. Normally, it sounds so mean, but it's true. Comedians use comedy to hide their pain. So when they tap into that pain for dramatic purposes, usually something spectacular happens. Uh, I know Chris Rock apparently was on uh, Fargo, the most recent season of that, I didn't see that, so I'm not familiar with that side of him. But almost everything else has been comedy, and so far from the trailers, I just get a comedic vibe from him, and I, I have a hard time seeing him as a cop. Whether it's a hard-bitten cop or just a more Chris Rock-style cop, I just have a hard time seeing him in that role of power. But then again, something that could play into this big time is... This is his story. He's the one that came up with this idea for this new salt spinoff, sequel, whatever we're going to call it, for Spiral. This is Chris Rock's idea. So maybe that can motivate him to be a great role in this. I'm, I'm not sure because I'm the optimism on the show more often than not. I'm going to lean towards yes because he's the one that created the script. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like my perspective as well first of all darian if you're listening i have to say that i'm happy that the milkman is uh is tuning in um that's for me and him and i will get a text message for saying uh, for saying that on air and i really hope that he's he, he, he listens because the milkman cometh um i don't like he, how that sounds <laughs> bro it's exactly how it, how it sounds it's his uh, it's the wrestling name we've affectionately given him um yeah, I'm gonna try to I, I'm gonna try to be positive about this, especially at least after Jigsaw. While Jigsaw was predictable, it was entertaining yeah. at the very least. It was fun to watch. It felt like it felt like watching Saw One again, where you're like 
you know, or watching Saw 1 for the second time, where you know everything's going to happen, but you're enjoying it because it's a well-written movie. Um, I, I'm going to have, I'm going to try my best to lean on the positive here. I agree that Chris Rock in the trailers has come off as still kind of that, co- his, his trademark comedy. But then again, maybe that's them trying to put that in the trailers to get the typical Chris Rock fans in the seats. So who knows? But then again, he's, he wrote it. So, I mean, there's a good possibility that he's going to Jordan peel this, which is, I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm going to just label that as a term now because Jordan has done very well in my opinion. But with, I think the uh, big difference with that and him and Jordan Peele is in the movies Jordan Peele has directed, he hasn't also starred in. Also true. Now Chris Rock isn't so. directing Spiral, but, but still, and I think it does come down to, what kind of story is he telling? Is he right for this, or is this saw fan fiction for Chris Rock, basically? Yes. Um, next, which, which, which I I find kind of hilarious that Chris Rock would be the person of like all all celebrities. Chris Rock is the guy that's like, yes, I love saw so much, I must write fan fiction. Yes, <laughs> like I just, so this would be such a weird image in my head. Indeed. Um, next, from my friends Aiden and Aaron. What are they going to do with John Walker, and will he appear in Cap 4? Now, I think those are two separate things entirely. Cap yes. 4? I kind of feel pretty confident saying no, he won't be in yes. Captain America 4, which, that's a whole other thing. Why are we going to call it Captain America 4 when it's almost like a completely new start for the character mm-hmm. of Captain America? Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't we call it like Captain America The New Legacy, or... Ooh! Or, don't tempt me with a good time! Oh! Um, but something like that i feel like in terms of john walker's relationship with captain america it ended pretty definitively at the end of falcon where soldier of he knows who he is now he's not trying to be captain america anymore he's content with being u.s agent because being u.s agent allows him to get away with more stuff the spotlight is not on him like it would be if he was Captain America and clearly with the PTSD that he does he cannot cope well with the spotlight and I think the show handled that actually pretty well that this is just a truly broken man that wants to do good but he really is not in an emotional place to do that now I highly doubt the MCU is done with John Walker they gave him this new suit which I have issues with that um the suit looked good the blue and the red for the most part and then when we get it the scene was not lit in a way that you could tell that it was a new suit off the bat. Like, maybe turn down the window so that you could tell that it was a black suit because it looked... Bro, I didn't even know. I didn't, when, when Walker in that scene is like, oh, it's the same suit but black. And I was like, it looks like the same suit. Yeah, like I had to like, yeah. is, it, is it black what? now? Oh, I, I guess world? it is. Okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I think... We're not going to see the last of him. Now, the question is, will he join whatever Val's team is to be kind of like a suicide squad type of team of go into some special covert ops missions? Or will he join the long rumored Thunderbolts squad that's going to be coming up, which might feature Zemo, maybe Abomination, Red Hulk and features like Mm -hmm. that that it's been heavily rumored for a while. We thought may factor into it, but then again, it clearly didn't because black widow still hasn't come out and black widow supposedly sets the stage for the thunderbolts um i would lean more towards him not being on the thunderbolts and joining whatever val's team is kind of like a special ops team that's off the books yeah i 
I hope that's it because everything else is pointing to him be, basically being the Hydra Captain America. And I... I don't want anybody I'm, to be Hydra Captain America except Chris Evans as an alternate universe version. Yes, but also I'm... And I think I said this after I watched the finale to you. I am so tired of Hydra. Mm-hmm. I, I understand it's... That's really Cap's only big bad, but like that's Steve's only big bad. That's the yeah, thing is, so it's is Sam needs his own bad guys. Yeah, he can't just, keep fighting Batrock. Yeah, you just can't. Oh well, I mean, he's dead now, so yeah, allegedly. Um, you can't kill GSP. I mean, what what if? Uh, and this is just me wanting to get the uh, Drake Bell's Spider-Man version of Batrock. I'm listening. Where where, so the idea for me would be that the explosion took his legs, and so now he has the robo the, legs. That robo legs that allow him to Maul. hop like crazy. And it's only because I just, I I wanna I want Leaping. GSP to have to go. Okay, here we go, and starts jumping. Actually, being Batrock the leaper. Yes, yes, that'd be funny. But um, yeah, no, I it's I, I don't I don't, I won't. I'm gonna go as far to say as I don't want him in Cap Four. Mm. Um, I, I think we've explored what it means for Sam to become Captain America. Now, let's explore what it means for Bucky to become the White Wolf. Mm. So, so yeah, I think we'll we will see John Walker again. I just don't think it'll be in Cap Four. I think yeah, his connection absolutely. with Captain America is done. Yes. Uh, next from Kenny. Do you think Anthony Starr would make for a good Wolverine? If not, is there an MCU character you'd want to see him in, you want to see him jump in as? Uh, for those that don't know, Anthony Starr is Homelander from The Boys, if I remember correctly. Yes. Now, I've seen a lot of fan art as him as Wolverine. Um, eh. I still refuse to let go of the fact that I think Daniel Radcliffe would be a great Wolverine because <laughs> he's short and he's a phenomenal actor. He's not just Harry Potter for those mm-hmm. people that think he's just that. Um, I don't know why, but I don't see primarily because Anthony Starr is too much of a pretty boy. Not Wolverine, maybe Cyclops. I mean, I, I think either Cyclops. It's such such a big dynamic. It's either Cyclops or I could also see him as Adam Warlock. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he's already got the really douchey vibe going for. for he does. He plays that way too well. Yeah. So, um, and I'm gonna blow this trumpet like I always do. He's too tall. I need you need somebody short. Daniel Radcliffe. Did you hear that? Don't don't do the Tom Hardy thing. Did you did you hear that? He's gonna bring like back Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want it. It's not gonna happen. More like I Tom Hardly it. will ever play Wolverine. Oh, you're mean. <laughs> no, I I'm still kind of very being very much selfish here. Of ever since I saw the fan art for it, I would love Anthony Starr to be Reverse Flash in a mm. upcoming Flash movie. Because oh my yeah. gosh, Actually, I said I kind of Fi- want that more. Yeah, Finn Whitrock. I said looks perfect for Dick Grayson slash Nightwing. Anthony Starr looks exactly like Aobard Thawne. Like, it is creepy. Um, And clearly, he does menace well. So, I would say Cyclops or Adam Warlock, which we know Adam Warlock is coming. I know some people are just like, it'll be Zac Efron. And then James Gunn will just come out and go, 
Bro, I haven't even started casting. What are you talking about? Which I always love when directors shoot down stupid rumors. <laughs> yes. Because um, we know Adam Warlock is coming and it's going to be a high profile person. Have have I? I, have sh- I know I sent it to you, but I need to say it publicly. I love James Gunn's interaction with. Um, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It just left my brain. Oh, the guy, the SNL guy. Um, he's going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie. Um, Pete Davidson. Yes, I know. I sent it to you, where where Pete Davidson's talking about the phone call that he got from James, and he's like, "Hey, man, what is?" Yeah, he's just he's just talking about how like how easy it was to cast um, Pete Davidson. And, and anyway, I'll I'll, I'll I'll send it to you again because it's funny. <laughs> Any other people besides Cyclops or Adam Warlock that you see for Anthony Starr? If he makes the jump at all, maybe he's content with being in The Boys. Um. No, I, I kind of yeah. I think he's. I'm trying to think if there's any anything in DC that I wouldn't I wouldn't mind him him being. Um, oh no! Oh, if oh. we it, it's not DC. Oh, it's technically Marvel, but we would never get a live action version of it. Big Hero Six is. Um, Stop. The guy with the nose, the villain, the the oh, okay. villain. Okay. Um, if he played uh, Alistair Cray, the guy that runs. Um, the basically the big tech company. I think he actually looks a little too close to that. Okay, I thought you were gonna say the older brother, and I was like, dude, I no, I, I want to cry anytime no. I think about that scene. Heck no, that's an uh, Asian actor or nobody at all. His <laughs> name is literally Tadashi, or as I like to call it now, Tadeshi. Stop. <laughs> Who is it? Um. It's actually, I think the guy that does the voice for Invincible, uh, Steve. Steven Yu? Steven Yu. I think he'd be perfect. If, if, I love how like, we're, ca- we're casting like a live action Big Hero 6 out of nowhere, but here we are. <laughs> uh, yes, please. In which Absolutely. case, you could probably still have one of the Wayans brothers be yep. Wasabi. Um, yeah, absolutely. Karen Gillan as Honey Lemon. Oh, 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 I am here for this. Let's go. Let's go that, that should be a whole okay, separate stop, video. Stop. Yeah, oh, Casting man, a live action Big Hero 6. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's, that's a slippery slope right there. Uh, All right. Next, from our good buddy Matt, who has his own podcast, which he needs to get back on the horse on that one. Um, how much Marvel is too much Marvel? Genuinely curious. Mm. That's genuinely a good question. Because um, we are kind of getting... It felt like a few years ago when we had three MCU movies in the same year. That kind of felt like a lot. Now we're getting four MCU movies in a single year and three, maybe four shows on Disney Plus all in a year. I think we're going to get close to critical mass here. However, I still remain optimistic in the sense of I don't think there will be too much Marvel so long as they keep the recipe fresh and it seems that they're doing that if we stuck to captain america's and thor's and iron man's i think that might get stale but doing a shang chi and eternals which are radically different doing things while i wasn't the biggest fan of the final result wandavision is so radically different than anything in the mcu i think so long as you keep 
the flavors varied. Like, you can have your 23 flavors of ice cream, whatever. There's going to be flavors for everyone. You may, th- some people might think, your inventory is too big. But so long as there's still flavors that everyone likes, you can keep your ice cream shop open. And no one's going to complain about having too many flavors. It's it's a matter of the staleness factor. Are you keeping things fresh? Are you keeping things new? And thus far, Kevin Feige has done a good job of keeping things fresh. I feel like, and I feel like I messaged you, now that they're out of Endgame and they're not building to some big narrative anymore, they've just been allowed to expand in a whole bunch of different directions and also be comic accurate. Like, the, the movies were never not comic book accurate but now we've seen set photos of what miss marvel looks like what hawkeye's new suit will look like in the show we've now got an actual scarlet witch we've got a incredibly comic accurate sam wilson captain america like i feel like they're going with this specific all right we've done our end game let's go back to the comics let's make that work and since the comic world is so varied in variety of what the flavors are there I feel like they're going to bring that to the movies, but if they are not careful, you are absolutely right, Matt, of they do potentially run the risk of how much Marvel is too much Marvel. I, so I remember when the, when this start, these kinds of starts, uh, these, these kinds of questions started to come up, like among fans of like, all right, how much it's usually more, how much, how many superhero movies are, is too many superhero movies. Um, it was around the time when Thor The Dark World came out. And <sighs> Dark World is not good. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunately not good. And it almost made Chris not want to be Thor anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I think the idea that superhero movies were just action movies that happened to be comic related to comic references. I think that idea is gone. I think superhero movies are their own movie genre now. Uh, because a, there's so many of them B you just can't, they're completely different. They're completely different than action movies. So I don't think, there will ever be a moment where it's like, oh, this is too much. Like, stop. Especially now when so much of the stuff that they have been putting out has been so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know me. And most of the people that have been listening for a long time know that I am one of the biggest critics of Marvel whenever in, in their movies. Like, I'm, I don't give them a lot of room to move here because – especially after Age of Ultron only really technically lasting a week, or Civil War not really being a Civil War, being more being like a two-man battle. Um, it just... I, To me, they have proven, especially the build-up to Endgame, and everything so far since, to me, has proven this is... The superhero is a genre now. You can't. It's it's going to be here to stay. No, not just with Marvel, but you know DC. Hopefully, Image comes. You know, hopefully, Dark Horse. Um, maybe some other other comics and graphic novels get to come to the forefront. But it. I think it's too easy to say how much Marvel is too much Marvel when they're not the only ones in the game. Oh, yeah, look, especially what Amazon's doing now with mm-hmm. the boys and especially with Invincible getting rave reviews. Um, I don't think the genre is going away anytime soon, so long as the flavors are kept fresh. 
Like, yes, we'll have our occasional Thor of the Dark Worlds, but then we'll get, like, Deadpool or Guardians of the Galaxy, something so radically different. And I feel like we actually might get that with the Eternals. Still, jury's still out on that, but that, the way that they're hyping that one up, that one might be something special. Um, next. Makes me very, very happy. How about any new info on the next Halloween movie supposedly coming this year from my friend Jim? Oh, Jim. I am so glad you asked. How much time do we got? We got a couple hours, right? Um, so, um, Halloween movie, yes, it's still coming out this year. It was supposed to come out last year called Halloween Kills. We got a, like, 30-second minute teaser on Halloween, I believe, when they delayed it because, unfortunately, COVID ruined everything. Mm-hmm. Um, however, even if COVID, knock on wood, heaven forbid, if everything goes south, this movie is still coming out this year. They've said they can't delay it any further. Um, even if they have to go premium video on demand, this is coming out this year. Um, October, it was supposed to come out October 18th, I think, of last year. So sometime mid-October, it's Halloween Kills. And it'll take place immediately after Halloween 2018 with almost everybody that is alive coming back. Uh, however, they're not the only ones coming back. It This movie is set to be almost a sequel to the original 1978 John Carpenter classic more so than 2018's is because um so they got rid of all the Halloween sequels the only one that's in this timeline is the original 78 movie and the 2018 movie however they're choosing what parts to bring back in as they're bringing back um Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace, the two kids that Lori babysat in the first movie, those two characters are coming back. One of them is played by the original actress. The other one is played by a different actor. Uh, they're bringing back Sheriff Brackett, whose daughter Annie was killed by Michael Myers, but was the sheriff at the town for the first two Halloween movies. They're also bringing back Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, which is interesting because that's a location that wasn't introduced until Halloween 2, in which case Lori meets her boyfriend Jimmy who I still kind of would like for him to be the father of her daughter that we meet. It's either got to be Jimmy or Ben Tramer, the boy that she was interested in in Halloween, the original. So, yes, we get to see Halloween uh, revisit Haddonfield. So they're kind of reintroducing that into the timeline. Mm-hmm. However, yes. it's also been heavily speculated, and it's all but confirmed that we're getting some heavy flashback scenes in this to that original night in 1978 whether they're going to be recreating scenes of michael getting kidnapped by the police and dr loomis i am worried about their incorporation of dr loomis because donald pleasant's passed away in 96 or 97 right after halloween (laughs) 6 came out um they've also said that this will be the highest body count for any halloween movie i'm just going does that include the rob zombie ones because a lot of people died in those um from a thematic standpoint, they've said that the 2018 Halloween was very much about the effect of trauma on the victims that survive. So it was all about Lori. They've said that to follow up on that, this movie will be all about how the town reacted to Michael Myers back in 78 and how they react to him now. So it'll be much more of a communal experience. Um, maybe the town of Haddonfield goes out to try and find Michael and kill him themselves, which of course will not end well um this is also supposed to be the middle part of a trilogy with halloween ends coming out probably the following year they have not filmed that yet but they'll probably start filming that soon once jamie lee curtis finishes up her borderlands movie that she's filming right now because 
horror does not take very long to film. The uh, Halloween 2018 movie, that started filming in January and came out in October. So it does not take long to film these movies. Um, trying to think if there's any other details. They're bringing back a lot of elements from the 78 movie. It is a follow-up to 2018's. It's a middle part of a movie. So I feel pretty confident saying Lori will survive this just so she can finish the third movie. Everyone else, though, yeah. is fair game. I think if Michael missed you the first time, you're not surviving a second time. So probably Sheriff Brackett, Lindsay, Tommy, they're probably all gone. And I've I've said for a little bit, and this is this is more speculation here. This isn't any official news. I would not be surprised that all of Lori's daughter dies mm-hmm. if Karen dies, and that takes um, Andy Matichek's character, the granddaughter, teaming up with Grandma. More or less, go okay. We need to even the odds here. We need to finish Michael once and for all, and then that's how Lori's story is written out, and it just leaves. Um, Andy Matichek's character, I forget what her name is. Um, but yeah, that's about the extent of it for Halloween. I think I know the answer to this, but I'll ask anyway. Josh, did I miss anything? Uh, you know better than me, <laughs> I know that's how I, I, I missed it. I'm just, I just see trailer. <laughs> I'm a monkey when it comes to this stuff. I see trailer. I watch. Yes. What? Michael? Michael. Michael? Michael Kill? Okay, cool. I dare. Thank you. Yeah, I... Also, if I had to guess, I'd say a first trailer around June because it's still theoretically coming out in October. So I would guess June for a release date for that. Um, Next up from Brooklyn. Have you watched New Mutants or Without Remorse yet? And your opinion slash review. I have not watched either of those yet. New Mutants is in my queue on HBO Max. And honestly, I didn't even know Without Remorse was a thing until about a few days ago when it just like blew up my social media feed of just everyone talking about without remorse more of is it a netflix movie or amazon uh, well, whoever it is just advertising the crap out of it and i'm just going yeah. oh okay this is a movie that's come out with michael b jordan unfortunately i have not heard good things about either one of them especially mm-hmm. without remorse i've heard he is fantastic in it but i've not heard good things about the movie um so if i had to pick i'd probably see new mutants first just because i'm just so genuinely curious about this movie that took what five years to come out and a bazillion delays yeah. um that one just intrigues me more uh, i'm sure i'll get around to watching both but uh, i'll probably see new mutants maybe by the end of this week um and then we, i can talk about it next week just because it's in hbo max for the time being i know where it is i yeah. know where i can find it easy yeah. enough to find um josh have you seen either of those are you familiar with either one of them I have watched New Mutants. You um, have, but, but with with without with without remorse, I'm in the same boat. I just like all of a sudden commercials are everywhere for it. So I I have heard nothing. You I, again, Josh Josh Caveman, not no marketing much. So he knows when there's good marketing and when there's bad marketing. That that's all I that's um, all I know. <laughs> yes, that's more <laughs> research that we've done ourselves. And our last question for the night. Uh, from my buddy Joe uh, ironically he's asking a Universal question when we worked at Universal together could Yay. Universal save their quote unquote dark universe with a new monster movie like with the Wolfman or Dracula I don't think that they are going with a shared cinematic universe anymore mm. they learned their lesson hard from the mummy which uh, quick side tangent for those listening if you want a good laugh look up the original 2017 mummy trailer 
with its messed up audio. It is the single funniest thing you will ever find of they released the trailer accidentally with only dialogue. That's it. No background music, no special effect music. So when you see Tom Cruise falling out the side of a plane, it's just like it's the funniest thing in the world. Uh, But that movie burned their wallets so hard. That movie crashed and burned for them. But to Universal's credit, they quickly learned. And due to the success of 2020's The Invisible Man, that feels like so long ago, it seems like they've really made a concerted effort to make solo movies. They'll, like, license out the the brands, like Invisible Man or Dracula or Wolfman or whoever else, and individual storytellers will be able to make these movies. Like, um... We're getting Chloe Zhao, who's doing The Eternals and just won Best Director for Nomadland. Uh, she's supposedly doing a Dracula movie. We're also getting some other Dracula movie. There's been rumors for a while of John Krasinski doing a Brides of Dracula movie. We know um, Invisible Man director uh, Lee Winnell is doing a Wolfman movie with Ryan Gosling, which sounds really, really great, even if I was kind of hoping it was Robert Eggers. Um <laughs> They seem to be wanting to go with individual movies of quality over quantity. And then I would imagine if those individual movies do well, I would have them loosely interconnected. The thing is, I've wanted a shared MonsterVerse for a while. But even I'll be the first to admit, how do you make that work to the level of an MCU? MCU is a cinematic universe revolving around heroes. Monster movies, these are all threats that supposedly die at the end of their movies mm-hmm. before coming back sometime later. How are you going to unite them? Because they're all from different eras. The Mummy is very old school. The Dracula movie is gothic, old school gothic. Now, I know you could set them all in the current timeline, but since the characters are all spread off, spread out location and time-wise, it makes it a little complicated. But also, what would unite their stories together? Like, MCU. There's eventually, there's build up, build up, build up for them to all be together in Avengers yeah. or in an Endgame style. What would be the quote unquote Endgame for a Monster Mash universe, yeah. which is what I'm going to call it because Dark Universe was stupid. They should have called it Monster Mash Universe, the MMU from the beginning. Whether it was a Monsters versus Van Helsing movie would be their Endgame. But even but, then, if you spent but, these individual yeah. movies with these monsters, why would you want Van Helsing? to come along and beat them. I want Van Helsing movie badly. Yeah, and then that's I think that's the problem is that the monsters are supposed to be the bad guys. So why would you do a movie cuz that's the thing like having a universe would imply that we are building to something at least in today's kind of movie terms. So yeah, movie logic. What, what, yeah, what would you what would you be building to? What, they, they all decide, you know what, we've had enough of this Van Helsing guy, we're all going to go after him all at the same time, but we're supposed to, like, cheer for them in that? You know, like, I Yeah, it's not Friday the 13th. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. It's To me, a critical dark, monster, dark universe, I don't think really should work. I almost really like what they're going with now, with the like everything being not connected, being its own thing. But it's it can be one of those things like, hey man, it's October, 
let's watch the like the I just got this Universal Monster Movie bundle that is all the the new monster movies with the classic ones. Like that's let's watch them all. Okay, cool. Like it, it just to me that that has a different but more plausible movie watching experience than like all right, let's figure out how to bend these stories in an un, in a non-plausible way to make them all connect. Yeah. Like even the original Universal Cinematic Universe is just the first cinematic universe. They're very very loosely connected. There's no end credit scene at the end of Dracula saying, "And next up, we've got Frankenstein." Like Dracula and Frankenstein eventually cross over, but they crossed over in comedies. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, which is awesome. But the problem is when you have them like fight like a Godzilla versus Kong style, it is very hard narratively to make that make a lot of sense. Like Van Helsing is a stupid movie and it's not a good movie. But the narrative of why these monsters are fighting, that makes sense of Dracula using different creatures for his own legion of um, brides, basically. I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. But individual stories, I think, make a lot more sense. Even, But you could just tie them under the banner of these are all in the same universe. These characters just will not meet. So basically what DC is doing of... Everything exists under the same banner, but don't expect him to cross over anytime soon. You could do a House of Frankenstein, maybe, where he meets the Wolfman. Frankenstein meets Wolfman situation. Um, but again, I I appreciate what they're doing more, and I think it's smarter now to go, all right, who are some acclaimed names in directing, directing and filmmaking, and see if they have a unique take to the genre. Somebody please pick up my mummy idea. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. I don't think there's much you, much else you can do with it. I mean, it's again. I, I'll just reiterate. Like, I, I think it's the the having everything separated is really your only choice here. And I, like, like I think like much like how now we have all these Marvel movies that are being picked up by unique directors, and we're t- telling different kinds of stories. Ha- seeing a new director's take on, say, the the man, you know, Wolfman or the Mummy or what have you, could be a lot of fun as long as they're they're not being required to. All right, man. So, you could tell whatever Mummy story you want as long as you have this connected here and this character has to be in it. Russell like Crowe's Jekyll and Hyde. Which I am okay by himself. I enjoy. Russell Crowe's Jekyll and Hyde. Except for the fact that he tells Tom Cruise, you, a younger man, I'm going, a younger man? Younger man? (laughs) Don't flatter yourself. Uh, Well, what are some of your answers to some of our questions that we've gone over today? Um, If we do this again, let us know if you like doing these question and answers. If you have any questions that you think we should answer in the future, feel free to drop them in the comments below. Subscribe to us wherever you're getting your audio podcasts, whether it's YouTube, um, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also don't forget to pick up your Uncharted Media merch at the link in the description. I'll put that wherever you're getting your podcast from. Now that we have Uncharted Media merch, go check it out. Whatever your needs are, I'm sure we can make it work. Um, and as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.